we are so connected to our screens in general. And I think that there is such a benefit in putting the phone away and just being in the present with whoever you are or whatever you're doing. And it's really hard to do. Um, but it is going to be a trend and more and more people are going to be talking about taking a digital detox or going on vacation and doing it. Or maybe it's every day at dinner, you know, the phones get put away. Hello and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter and I'm here with my co-host Marnie Dotchis marmette We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome back to the Art of Living Well podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. We hope you had a wonderful holiday season and were able to take some time over the last couple of weeks to spend time with family and friends and maybe take a break from work. And today's episode is one of our favorites. It's the New Year Health Trends for Health and Wellness, and we just love doing this episode. We love the research and seeing what's going to be on the horizon and things that, you know, reflecting back on what we talked about last year and what's going to be coming forward in 2023 to help you on your journey to finding your art of living well. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Shield Your Body. Shield Your Body is a company that makes products to shield your body against electromagnetic frequency or EMF radiation from modern technology. Did you know that all modern technology is a source of EMF radiation? Cell phones, laptops, Wi-Fi, even your refrigerator is a source of EMF radiation. And each year we are exposed to more and more EMFs. There are literally thousands of high quality peer reviewed scientific studies demonstrating clear links between exposure to EMF radiation and a wide range of negative health effects from anxiety and infertility to sleep disruption and cancer. Fortunately, there are easy ways that you can reduce your EMF exposure right now that cost you absolutely nothing. After reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I stopped using my AirPods, something I used daily for hours sometimes and have switched back to the old school wired headphones. And for me, after reading the Shield Your Body Guide, I really put my foot down and insisted that my kids keep their cell phones and their laptops out of their bedrooms at night while they were sleeping. And I've been working on Jordan as well. And I think after reading the guide and listening to our podcast, he has finally agreed to do that. So download your copy of a free guide at shieldyourbody.com to start improving your health right now. And be sure to check out our episode number 123 with our blank CEO of Shield Your Body. So, Marnie, let's dive in and get started. Yeah. So, like Stephanie said, we love this episode, and it's fun to see like some of these trends continue from last year, and some of them are totally new, right? And so, one that we have both seen that's continuing from last year is sleep tracking. And obviously, we all know the importance of sleep, but now there's all these 
different kinds of technologies out there where you can actually, well, the aura ring for one really Stephanie has the aura ring, so she can speak more to it, but it really gives you very detailed information about each night's sleep you have. But another um, thing that I know people are starting to use are those weighted blankets. And I've even seen the weighted eye masks now, where they're like, not the ones that go around your head, but they're long and they just like go over your eyes if you're sleeping on your back. And I've actually had some friends tell me that their kids brought these to college um, and that they're loving them in college, but they see, I've never tried the weighted blanket, but they seem to be super popular. Yeah, I haven't either, but what a great college gift for someone actually, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a dorm room and you have a roommate and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think Marty, it's just sleep. I think people realize the importance of sleep, but as you and I know from talking to many of our clients and our community, we still struggle with sleep and we still struggle to get consistently a good high quality night's sleep. And so I think we're going to continue to see more devices and wearables to help people kind of biohack, if you will, what's going on with your sleep. And, you know, the Aura Ring's been out there for a couple of years. And yeah, I, I did. I've been wearing it now for a little over a year. And I will say a couple of things were really enlightening to me. It was understanding the impact that my heart rate and my heart rate variability has on my sleep quality. So I could get eight hours of sleep or like a really good solid night's sleep or I was drinking alcohol, I will notice that my heart rate um, variability isn't what it normally is, meaning that you actually want a high heart rate variability and those things go down. And I also notice when I'm stressed that that impacts my heart rate variability, which impacts my quality of sleep, which impacts my readiness. So how well rested and recharged do I feel the next day? And that's ultimately what you want. You want to feel like amazing and energized the next day, not waking up even with eight or nine hours and feeling like groggy and like you still can't move. It's just provided accountability to me and it's, you know, everyone's unique and to what they need to help keep them accountable. And it's just something that has been really helpful. Well, and I was just going to say, like thinking about all these wellness trends, they all kind of feed into one another because you and I were talking about how there's this trend of people starting to eat dinner earlier, which is kind of funny, right? Like you talk about the old people going to dinner at five o'clock and, um, the early bird special, we could get the early bird special. You, you know, you're coming in at seven and all the older folks are leaving because they're finished. But in reality for your sleep and your digestion, it's actually better to eat on the earlier side. So I think it's interesting that that's a trend. And I know for me personally, I like to have time to take a a walk after dinner. And when you're eating, you know, at eight o'clock at night, oftentimes that's not possible. Also, I find that when I do eat later, my sleep, it's just harder for me to fall asleep. I feel kind of like just heavy and I don't like that feeling at all. So I'm personally all for the trend of eating earlier. I agree. I, I love it. And, you know, sometimes actually with kid activities, I found I've had to eat earlier this kind of forces me into that like five, between five and six o'clock is like my ideal time to be eating. So yeah, so sleep is still going to be a priority for everyone. And also just like creating the environment around your circadian rhythm, meaning that you're really like rising when the sun rises, depending on the time of year and where you live and going to bed when it's dark. But just that's what our bodies were kind of designed. And that's how 
we thrive in that sort of cycle, if you will. Well, and it's funny because I've heard people, you know, you hear people say, oh, I can't go to bed early. I can't fall asleep. I, I'm a night owl. I need to stay up all night or whatever the reason is. But if you think about it, if you turn off all of the devices in your house and all of the lights and you light a couple candles and then tell me that you can't fall asleep when right. it's dark outside and everything is calm and then, you know, wake up when the sun comes up, right? Like, mm-hmm. That's what nature intended for us. Like if you're out camping in the wilderness with nothing, you're typically going to fall asleep when it gets dark out and wake up when it gets light out. Yeah. Because that's what our body's natural rhythms are supposed to do. Absolutely. And I know it seems hard and impractical, but just try it. Pick a time, a couple days where you can do that and see how you feel. Just test it out. So the the next one we want to touch on, it's just kind of a, movement in general. And there were a lot of different themes that came up into this movement bucket. And one of the ones that I really liked seeing, which I've actually been doing just because of my personal schedule, are these movement snacks. So moving for short bursts of time, multiple times a day. And I think for a lot of people, we used to think, oh, we have to go to a gym. This is kind of pre-pandemic and work out for 45 to 60 minutes. And it had to be this like long workout or doing a class. And if we didn't do that, then we didn't consider that we that we moved our bodies for the day. And I think these like short bursts and not necessarily an intense workout either. It could be multiple walks throughout the day because that's what your schedule allows or doing a quick 10 minute or 15 minute Peloton, you know, class. It's you're still moving your body and actually it could be better for you because then you're not sitting and just being stationary for as many hours as I think a lot of us are finding ourselves. Well, and there's also a trend to not go so hard on our bodies, right? Like maybe doing more yoga or like Stephanie mentioned, walking or Pilates or some of the um, movements that are not so hard on the joints where you're pounding on your joints. Um, Because I think, you know, especially in the 80s, but even recently, there's been a lot of um, excitement, I guess, for people (laughs) to do those like high intensity workouts. And I think people are starting to realize that that can be really tough on your body. And even sometimes on your mind, like, even though I like those kinds of workouts, it's probably better for me mentally and physically to not do them. Mm -hmm. Well, we've talked about this before, right, Marnie, given our sort of doshas, you know, our constitution, if you will, and we won't get into all that right now. We've talked about it on other podcast episodes. But if you're already kind of high strung and high wired or you're in a stressful period of your life or your week is stressful, adding more physical stress through a high intensity workout is probably not going to suit you. And so that's where like the gentle calming yoga and more yoga nidra and walking and Pilates and gentle workouts are really going to help your overall nervous system reset and create an environment for your body to thrive because your body realizes, oh, it's safe. Versus when you're already stressed about something and then you're doing a really stressful workout, it can cause too much stress on your nervous system. And you know, it's funny, I was, I think I was at like a party or something and I was talking to a woman and she was saying that her daughter, who was like a college athlete, right? Said, mom, like walking is sort of like the new cardio. So instead of like getting on the treadmill or running or being on the Stairmaster, all those things that, you know, I used to do way back in the day, just walking. And it's like really the best thing because you can do it up until the day we leave this earth, right? Like 
It's free. You just need a pair of sneakers and you can do it almost anywhere. So, and feeding off of that, you can add the community piece to walking, right? So, so one of the things that we're seeing in the, you know, movement trend is that people are missing that community piece that they had pre-pandemic. And so people are going to more of like this hybrid model where maybe they're doing some of their workouts at home and maybe they're doing some of them in a more community setting. Walking is a great example. Meet your friends, go for a walk, go to a yoga class, you know, whatever it is. Maybe you are going to a gym for some of it and some of it you're doing in your basement or your workout space at home. And I think that that community piece is so important for all of us. And I think, I know I really missed it during the pandemic and I'm happy to be moving in more of a hybrid model. I I completely agree. And I think we're just still seeing a lot of, a lot of people are still feeling lonely and disconnected. And so I think there's going to be, in addition to fitness studios and gyms, just a general trend for more community-based programming. So maybe it's not a gym, but it's like baths are becoming very popular. And so there's this trend across the U.S. for this communal bath, which is very popular and has been for many, many years in Europe. And there's actually one that opened up in Minneapolis really recently called the Watershed in Northeast Minneapolis. And I had the luxury of going there a few weeks ago. And I actually, it was a combination of a meditation with Vanessa Files, who was a previous guest on our podcast a couple of years ago, and then the bath experience. And I didn't know anyone. I just signed up because I wanted to go and it worked with my schedule. I didn't know anyone. I ended up seeing one person that I knew and it was wonderful. And I wish I, it would be a fun, like girls, you know, afternoon or even with a couple or friends or you could go by yourself. But it's also, you know, I was talking to the owner. It's also creating, and this kind of gets into another trend we're seeing, this experience for people to do socially that's not going to a bar or drinking. It's something else to enjoy your company. Because I think we think of like being social. It's like, oh, let's go out and have a drink. Well, no, there's many other things you can do to be social. And this bath community experience is one of those. And that kind of leads into one of our next trends that we're seeing. Where... People are being more, they're sober curious. So they're thinking about drinking less. They're thinking about the effects that alcohol actually has on your mind and your body, which are pretty intense, right? Like we've talked about, there's a Huberman Lab podcast that really goes into detail on the effects of alcohol on the body. And I think I think everybody should listen to it. I sent it to my college age kids, but the idea of mindful drinking and not just going out there and getting loaded because you're at a holiday party or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but like, or maybe you're being sober curious. Maybe you're doing a detox, you know, in January when we do our 14 day detox, I'll probably take most of January off and not have any alcohol. I've been doing that for the last few years and I've really enjoyed the experience. And I was also just going to say that we had a guest, Jen, Gilhoy, I'm blanking on what episode it was. I think she was 139. Okay, episode 139. And she talks about her experience with sobriety and how people can become more sober curious. And it's a really good episode. Hey guys, Stephanie and I are loving this new product from Keon that we have been trying probably for like the last... I don't know, four to six weeks now. 
It's Keon Pure Plant-Based Amino Acids. It's a premium blend of essential amino acids in a convenient, delicious drink mix. I really like the cool lime and the mixed berry. Um, And these are fantastic for before a workout, after a workout. You feel energized. It boosts athletic recovery. It supports really lean muscle mass. Um, There's all nine essential amino acids, and there's no artificial ingredients, which we both love. When I was traveling, I didn't bring them with me, and I definitely noticed a difference. So... I highly recommend trying. It's it like I said, it's great before and after your workout. Kion also has some other products. A couple we want to mention. They have mold-free coffee, which is fantastic for people that drink coffee. And they also have a great whey protein powder. My daughter has been using it in her smoothies on a daily basis. So we have a code, it's Art of Living. And you can get 10% off single products or 15% off bundles or 20% off a subscription, which is what I'm doing now because I'm using my amino acids pretty much every day. So go check out www.getkion.com and use the code ARTOFLIVING. Yes. And I think it's enough with the drinking judgment. So there's a lot of judgment, either you're not drinking, why aren't you drinking? Or you are drinking, why are you drinking? And so let's just leave the judgment off the table. You don't, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Like Marnie said, be sober curious. So explore some weeks or periods of your life, January being a great one, to just take a break and see, you know, how was, how is drinking affecting you? How is it affecting your sleep, your mood, your energy, what are you doing now that you wake up that you're you know on the weekends and you're a little bit more energized? Um, and there's the good thing is there's tons of NA spirits and Jen talks a lot about this on the podcast. So we highly encourage you to listen to it. But there's a lot of options now. And I love going to like a really fun new restaurant and they have this whole NA cocktail menu. And I was just somewhere at like a book launch signing last weekend and I didn't want to drink. I was driving. It was kind of far away. And they made me a really fun cocktail. And so just ask them. And the bartenders are really open to like being creative. And it's not just like soda water and limes, you know, in your drink. There's some fun, fun NA beverages out there. And as we're talking about, you know, being sober curious or taking a detox or a break, um, let's talk about a digital detox, because Mm -hmm. I think that we all need the digital detox, right? And the first step is being mindful, like how much am I, you know, on my computer or on my phone? Are are you wasting time? Are you enjoying the time you're on your phone? And it's not wasting the time, but we are so connected to our screens in general. And I think that there is such a benefit in putting the phone away and just being in the present with whoever you are or whatever you're doing. And it's really hard to do. Um, But it is going to be a trend and more and more people are going to be talking about taking a digital detox or going on vacation and doing it. Or maybe it's every day at dinner, you know, the phones get put away. Or maybe when I'm in person, live in the flesh with another person, I am not going to pull out my phone. Absolutely. I think that, and it's tough when you have kids and teenagers, we have this conversation at dinner all the time, you know, we'll start with no phones and then someone will want to 
the problem is we have a question, like a question comes up and someone's like, oh, I'll just check Google. I'll just ask, you know, I'm like, no, we're in the middle of dinner. Yes, I want to know the answer to that, whatever the question is, but we're going to wait. We're going to take time. I have a little basket I try to use called the phone home where the phones go in there if we can't appropriately manage them. And we had a great guest talking about specifically raising kids in a digital world. And we talk about some just techniques that I think would benefit anyone, regardless of whether you have kids. And that was Tracy Foster, who's the co-founder of Screen Sanity. And that was episode 145. So that's another one if you want some inspiration or just strategies and tips to look at. And I think the other thing too, Marnie, and you and I have talked about this on our podcast. I've heard it on many other podcasts is we feel like we always have to be consuming information. And so we feel like if we we can't just sit still and just be by ourselves with our thoughts, that when we do have a break um, or we are on a walk outside, that we always have to be consuming other people's information, whether that's a podcast or a book. And I am the first, you know, I am a big offender of that, but it's something that I've been really focused on at least once a day or at least for 15 minutes going outside on a walk and not having my phone. Like I may have it with me, but I don't even bring um, headphones with me or anything. And I'm not listening to anything because I think it's so important for us to be with our thoughts, to kind of like be able to breathe calmly. Think about like what, what makes us happy, what's going well, experience the joy of nature, whatever weather it is. This morning, I, you know, after I shoveled, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go on a walk. And I just left the house and it was so beautiful. It was like lightly snowing and people are outside shoveling and I didn't have anything with me. And it really, I I honestly, I think that's why I came back and I was like so energized this morning before we started this, these podcast interviews. How did we live before cell phones? I I don't know. The bottom line is we did, right? We did. We lived. I my parents didn't know where I was. They didn't right. like they didn't know where I was every minute of the day, like we do with our own kids. Yeah. And I always think, like, do we need to have all this information? Probably not. Probably We're just not. so used to it. Right. So and so I think it's that like the clearing our mind. So I think the benefit of the digital detox is just being able to just be with yourself with your own thoughts. Like, think about if you can't sit still and you can't just be by yourself, you know, why is that? Like, just kind of start to like unpack some of that. Because I do think it's really important to be able to just spend time alone. And I really worry about our kids because like we did grow up without the cell phones. We we do know how to be alone. Like it may, it may have been a while because we may have become more reliant on our phones and our computers and stuff, but our kids don't know life without it. So I think even role modeling for them, that it's important to be able to be without your phone and be comfortable in your own skin and in your own thoughts is also something to consider and think about. Yes, agree. So another trend that I have personally been um, trying to be more, pay more attention and detail to is my protein intake. I think we've heard so many things over the years, you know, high protein, low protein, blah, 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 high carb, low carb, all all this different stuff. But at the end of the day, there's been so much research coming out that we all need a, a decent amount of protein, right? And especially as women, you know, as we think about our longevity and our strength and, you know, our muscles and our brains and all of that. And I have been tracking, I'm not usually one to track anything, by the way, but I have been tracking my protein intake 
last three weeks. And I have discovered that I do not get enough protein on a daily basis. So for me, I've been on this own, my own personal journey on how to up my protein without upping you know, more animal protein, maybe a little bit, but I don't eat a lot of animal protein. And it, it, it is a challenge, let me tell you. It is, it is. Um, I think, you know, we talk, we've talked about this on a couple episodes, Marnie, when we did your HTA, you talked about it being a challenge. We had Angelo Keeley, who is the co-founder of Keon. He was episode 152. We've both been taking the Keon Aminos, which really does help. I noticed like a big difference like I can go a longer period in the morning where I'm even hungry. Um, and it does really, like, I don't even need caffeine either. Like I'm feeling really good. So I think those amino acids, those essential amino acids is really helpful. But I'm seeing this a lot with all my one-on-one clients is not getting enough protein. And then a lot of times that means you're gravitating towards, you know, processed food or snacks in the afternoon or eating just more carbs. And I think one of the things that was really insightful from Angelo's episode is you can get, you know, you can get enough protein from eating a 100% plant-based diet, but it depends on what your goals are because those foods tend to have more carbohydrates and more calories, you know, ounce per ounce per gram of protein, if you will. Um, and I do notice, like, I think I've been focused on this for probably like maybe a year or 13 months. And I'm not, like, it really helps with my cravings and not snacking when I'm eating more protein and I'm more mindful of it. So... Even energy level, I've noticed. And like you mentioned um, the Kian amino acids, and I have been taking those daily since I learned about them. And I really, really can say I feel a difference. Like, so that tells me that my body, like, yeah. like I need that protein and I'm still not getting enough. I'm so, so what is enough? Um, as Angelo mentioned in the episode, it's different for everybody. But one way he said to figure out how many grams of protein you may need, depending on, you know, your age and your health and all this stuff. But like what I've been using is my ideal body weight, eat, trying to eat that number in grams of protein per day. Yeah. And that's which hard. Is, which is way more yeah. than I am consuming. <laughs> right. And I, you know, I think for women... What I've seen too, and this is speaking for myself, is someone maybe said, oh, you should eat a certain way or you should eat less of certain foods. And then we kind of just fixate on what someone else told us as a guidance. And we're not here to tell you what to do, obviously. this is, But I think you need to listen to your body. And like Marnie said, she noticed a big difference in her energy and how she feels. And like, I know you've talked a lot about your workouts being better and you're building more muscle. So that's how you feel. So like, listen to your body, right? And then you know, yes, find clean ways sources of protein and not just eating like beef sticks and, you know, deli turkey is a way to get your protein. We're not necessarily advising that. And, you know, reach out to us if you want to have a conversation about this specifically for you, because we're, we're here, we're there for you. Um, and everyone's different and you do just need to tune into what your body needs and do a little science experiment. Try tracking it like Marnie's been doing for a few weeks and see how you feel. Another trend that we have seen over time, and this may or may not be legal where you live, is microdosing mushrooms and also alternative beverages that contain THC. And I personally have no experience with either of those things, so I can't speak to them, but we are going to be hearing more and more about them in this coming year. 
Yes. And I think this is definitely a trend because partially there's been a lot of research done with um, veterans and like PTSD and mental health and lots of like trials. I mean, trials or studies, if you will. And we have interviewed two different guests. As of the dropping of this episode, one of the episodes will have already been released. And that was episode 135 with Allison Crossway. And that was specifically talking more about psilocybin. But she talks a lot about just what microdosing is, difference between a microdose and a macrodose, and how that can really help you in many areas of your life. So not just with PTSD and depression, but also she talks about like just rewiring those neural pathways. And so some of the old programs and stories we've been telling ourselves from our childhood that are impacting our current lives. And I think a lot of that, you know, sometimes we use alcohol and drugs as a way to escape the reality of our lives or escape the emotions that we've blocked. And some of these microdosing experiences allow you know, kind of the opposite to happen. So you're really opening up the neural pathways and creating more possibilities and making changes to your life versus using the numbing mechanisms to just tune it all out. Well, and and as a side note, a lot of people report that they don't feel the effects that you feel from alcohol the next day. And that's something to consider as well. Absolutely. And I've even heard people who are microdosing that the taste of certain foods that were maybe foods and drinks like wine and maybe sugar have changed. So like it almost like changes your need for some of these other substances too. So you may not crave or the wine may not taste good or the chocolate or the sweets that you were maybe, you know, overindulging in don't even taste good anymore, which I find to be interesting. If it's something going on in your brain that's triggering that. It's it's very uh, fascinating to me. It's I'd very, love to very learn more about it. Yes. In any case, these are some really fun wellness trends, like all of these trends we just talked about. I'm I just love hearing about them, trying them out, um, and then seeing what works and what doesn't work. And that's what this is all about, right? Like seeing what works for you. Exactly. So maybe you pick one of these and focus on it or do a science experiment with yourself purchase maybe one of these devices or products that we mentioned and see how it goes and, and let us know. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you what's what's working. Um, if there are other trends out there, we'd love to hear from you as well. Yeah. So reach out to us and let us know. Like Stephanie mentioned, we would love to hear if there's some big wellness trend that we missed that's not on our radar. We'd love yeah. to know what it is. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.